I think times like these can help us see what's really important in life and what we should be treasuring and what we should be changing in our lives. Now, being a minister, I would obviously like to share with you today about the faith part and help you understand what God's heart is for you during this time of crisis. And I want you to understand something. It is not judgment. Please get that out of your head. It is not judgment. God is not turning his back on you. In fact, it's really the other way around. God is turning his face towards us, giving us an opportunity to cry out to him and to look to him that we might experience the comfort and peace that is beyond our comprehension. So during this time of crisis, please don't run away from God. Don't get mad at God. Rather, run to him. Listen to some of these promises that we find in the scripture. Psalm 46, one says, God is our refuge and strength. He's always ready to help in our times of need. That's a promise from God. James 1.17 says, whatever is good and perfect, well, that's a gift coming from us, coming down to us from God our Father who created all the lights in the heavens. So if there's something good out there, God's the one giving that to you. John 10.10 talks about the, the devil. It says, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. See, God has good things for us. And he loves us very much, and he wants to have a relationship with us where he wants to speak to us and comfort us and bring peace in our lives, even in these times of uncertainty that we're facing. I hear that people are saying that it is a very dark time for our world, and that darkness is spreading. Worry is spreading. Fear is spreading. But I have another message for you, that there is a God of light that wants to bring his light in this dark time and in this fearful time and totally remove it because light dispels darkness. So in this time of darkness, the person that we need is obviously the God of light. So to help you to see that, I want to speak from a passage of Scripture in the Old Testament that is referred to by scholars as the Lord's Prayer of the Old Testament. But I want you to listen to these words that are referred to in Scripture as the priestly blessing that God ordains as priests, as ministers, the pastors. And he says, I want you to declare this over your people. Now, we already did that through song. We just declared that blessing. And that's what we want to do. We want to speak blessing over you today. Here's what it says, number 6, 22, 27. And then the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel with a special blessing. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. And whenever Aaron and his sons, the priests, bless the people of Israel in my name, I myself, God speaking, says, will bless them. And that's what I believe that God wants you to hear today. From God's heart to your heart, God is saying today that I want to bless you even in this time of uncertainty. So the first thing that I as a minister, as a pastor, I'm to speak over you. God says he wants the ministers, pastors, priests to speak these blessings over the people. 
And the first thing that God says, I want you to speak a blessing of protection over the people. So number 624, may the Lord bless you and protect you. It is God's desire to bless you with protection. It is the Lord's desire to keep you. It is the Lord's desire to shield you from injury, to shield you from danger and loss, to protect you, to defend you, to guard you, watching over you, to shield you even from this disease, this virus. God is watching over you more than what you realize. Psalm 91, it reminds us that the Lord is our shelter, our strong tower, our place of refuge, our place of safety. We are covered with his wings and his angels are sent to protect us wherever we go. It says this in Psalm 91, 9 to 11. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. And that sounds like a pretty good deal to me. God is offering us his protection if we look to him, if we make him our refuge. You see, that's the problem. A lot of times we don't do that. A lot of times we walk away from God. Instead of calling out to God, we walk away from God. But he says, when you make me your refuge, I'm going to bring protection into your life. And so in this busy world that we've been forced to slow down right now, then we need to take that time to turn around and let's look to God once again and say, Lord, you are my refuge. Lord, I am looking to you and I'm asking today for your protection. So in this time of uncertainty and darkness, come to him, look to him, place your faith in him again and allow him to reveal himself to you and to grant protection over you and over your home. A second thing I am to speak over you is God's presence. God wants to bless you with his presence. Psalm 625 says, may the Lord smile on you. See, God wants you to know today that he's smiling on you. He's not angry. There's not fire coming from his nostrils. He's smiling at you because he loves you. And when someone is smiling at you, obviously they're very happy with you. You see it in their expression. Uh, you see it in the glow of their face. And, and sometimes you even you, you sense it, you feel it. There's an atmosphere change when people around you are smiling. And God wants you to know today that he's smiling on you and that he wants you to literally feel that, that pleasure with his presence touching you. To smile is to show favor. To smile is to change one's countenance. To smile is to show that we love. To smile is to reflect light and fill a room with presence. See, God's smile changes our atmosphere. Right now, for a lot of you, that atmosphere is fear. A lot of you today, that atmosphere is uncertainty. Uh, for a lot of you today, there, there's confusion as your atmosphere. And God is wanting to come in and change your atmosphere. God is wanting to come right into your home and change the atmosphere of your home and bring it to a place where you would sense and feel the presence of God. When Israel was in the wilderness, they made a lot of mistakes. And the Bible tells us that we should pay attention to Israel because they do a lot of things that we do. We all make mistakes from time to time. Well, then on one occasion, they really sinned badly against God. And while Moses was up into the mountain receiving the Ten Commandments, they kind of got bored. 
waiting for him and think, well, where's God anyway? So they start making some golden calves as idols. And they began to worship them. And that's something we need to be careful of. Do not take this time to think, oh, where's God? So we start turning to other things. No, we need to continue to trust him. He will come. He will come. And he will bring the victory and the intervention that is needed. So anyway, as that happened, and these people, they turned their backs on God. They began to worship idols. And as Moses came down, he rebuked the people. He was mad at the people. And Moses realized that judgment was now coming. And so Moses went back up into the mountain. He began to seek the Lord once again. And he began to intercede for the people. And instead of judgment, he experienced the smile of God as he repented and interceded for the people. And he experienced the glory of God. It was an experience so great, the Bible tells us that Moses' face was radiant with the presence of God. It was so radiant that it actually caused fear in the people because they, could, they couldn't believe that this person is coming down and there's just a radiance that was so bright they asked him to cover his head. And that's what God wants to do. He wants to bless us with a presence, a radiance of his glory that will change our atmosphere like no other. See, God desires to show us his presence. And maybe you're at home today and you're saying, man, I really need God's presence. I really need to know that he's real. Or maybe you just simply say, I, I need comfort. I know the Lord. You know, I've served the Lord all my life, but right now I'm not feeling his presence. Well, I believe that's what God is wanting to do today. He's wanting you to feel his presence and to touch you with his presence. God is with us. And he wants to assure us that he is with us and that his presence is with us. Jesus himself, he reminded us of this truth just before he sent it into the heavens. And he tells us in Matthew 28, 20, uh, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And if you happen to be one of those people, you think, oh, this is the end of the world. Guess what? Jesus is still saying, I'm still with you. I'm still with you. See, God's presence is with us always. Whether you realize it or not, he's wanting to reveal that presence to us even more. So God is not frowning at us. God is not mad at us. God is not angry with us. But I want to tell you something, friends. His arms are wide open with a smile on his face, just waiting for us to come to him and turn to him. You may have heard a story in the Bible called the prodigal son. And, and that story is about a son that walked away from his father. He walked away from God. He walked away from faith, a family. He walked away from everything. But yet his father every day would go to the end of his property looking for his son to return, praying for his son. And then one day, the son came back. The son thought he was going to be treated like a slave. But that's not how the father treated him. The father ran to him and wrapped his arms around him and welcomed him and put on the biggest party that he ever had. You know what? That's what God wants to do to you today. He's not there to condemn you. He's wanting to welcome you to come. He has his arms wide open. He wants to put his arms around you and hold you and, and hug you and tell you, welcome home. Welcome home. Let's party. Let's have a fellowship together. So please don't believe that lie out there that, you know, God's angry with you. Please don't believe those lies that, 
oh, God couldn't accept you because you, you've been too bad if you've done too many things and walked away from God. No, he's saying he's smiling at you and he's waiting for you to return to him that he might share his presence with you. Thirdly, I'm to speak grace over you. God wants to bless us with grace. Number 625, may the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. What is grace? Grace is unmerited love and favor. It is a pleasing quality, a pleasing manner, an expression of goodwill. Back to that story when Moses went up to the mountain and encountered God. And he came back into the camp with that radiance of the glory of God. See, a lot of the people thought he was going to come down and execute judgment. And as they saw that light on his face, that scared them. They thought, oh man, we're really, really in trouble. But what happened? No, because he interceded. He came with them with a message of grace and on a message of judgment. And, you know, thank God for leaders and people who pray and intercede for us. You know, maybe there's been a minister praying for you. Maybe there's been another family member that's been praying for you. Maybe a parent, maybe a grandparent that's been praying for you that you would turn to God and you would come back to God. And because of that intercession that's been over you, you've been spared a lot of tragedies and traumas in your life because they've been praying for you. See, Israel was expecting judgment. But as Moses interceded for them, he was able to bring back to them grace. And that's what God's desire is for us as well. We may deserve judgment, yes. Maybe we have walked away. Maybe we have been guilty of not honoring God the way that we should. But he's giving us a time and an opportunity to look to him once again where he's ready to extend grace to us. Psalm 103.8 tells us the Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. And that's who God is. He's not speaking judgment right now. He's extending grace. He's looking to us to see if we will turn to him. And I trust we'll do that. Because today is the day of salvation. It's not something you keep putting off and putting off and putting off. What if this was the judgment of the book of Revelations. It's not. But what if it was? We need to be ready. And God is saying, today's the day. Don't wait until those times happen to turn to God. You need to turn to God now while things are good in life. Maybe you're also here today and you believe in a lie that God won't forgive you. And there's a lot of people out there that surprisingly they believe that. They believe that God can't forgive them. Because they've done too many things or they once served God, they walked away from God, and, and they just think that God could never accept them. And I want you to know today, God's extending his grace and mercy to you. He'll receive you. As you come to him, as you repent of your sins, he will forgive you. He will extend that grace to you and receive you and love on you and share his presence with you. So fourthly, I'm going to speak over you the blessing of favor. God is looking at you and extending favor towards you today. Number 626, may the Lord show you his favor. See, God is wanting to lift up his countenance 
towards you. He's giving you a time of grace to respond. He's giving you an opportunity of goodwill, of kindness, of friendly regard. He's actually giving you a time of favoritism because he's saying you're worthy of my attention and you're worthy of my favor. See, God wants fellowship with us so much that he's extending favor for us to come before him just as we are. So this is a time to respond to God, to ask of God, to expect good things from God. God is expending favor to us. He's listening. He's open to us. Now is a time we need to be calling on him. We need to be praying about this virus situation that's all around the world. And we need to be asking, say, God, we want to see this removed. So we need to take advantage while favor is here that we can pray that we can intercede. And that has been happening. Uh, yesterday, people across Canada were gathering together in, on Zoom and on Facebook, and they were praying for the nation of Canada. Because God says, there's favor right now. There's favor. Jesus says this in Luke chapter 4, 18 to 19. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he's anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, and the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. It may not seem like that to you, but it actually is a time of favor. And God is giving that to us. And he's welcoming us to come to him and to ask for his intervention in this virus crisis, to bring all of our needs before him and start to expecting answers. Friends, there's been promises that have been spoken over your life. There's been dreams that you have had in your life. They are not over. They are not gone, my friends. It's time to come to him. Say, God, I turn my life to you. And then watch how God can bring those dreams, those visions, those desires that have been in your heart of things that you want to do to bring those to pass. God is wanting to bless you with favor over your life. A favor where you will prosper in body, health, mind, soul, spirit, even financially. He's a God who blesses his people. So I encourage you to look to him. And then lastly, I'm to speak peace over you which is a much-needed blessing during this time. God is wanting to bless you and impart to you peace. Verse 26, may the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. What a time for the world to experience peace. We really need that. Definitely fear is ruling the world right now. You turn on your TV screens and it's nothing but fear. But God is saying, I want to bless you with peace in the midst of this. And so, friend, I would encourage you, who are you looking to for peace right now? If you're looking just to the world, I'm sorry to inform you, it's not going to work. Your peace will not last. But there is a peace that will last if you will turn and look to God. And God wants to give us a peace that is real, that it encompasses every area of our lives, that peace in its fullness, peace that is free from disturbance, peace that is free of worry and torment, peace that grants us an undisturbed state of mind, total serenity, total calm. God is offering us peace today. He wants to bless us with peace. See, our God is not a God of disorder, but he is a God of peace. In fact, the Bible says he is the God of all peace. There is no one greater in all the world 
and all the universe that can give you peace than him. And God is saying, I am willing to give you peace today if you will turn to me. Jesus spoke these same words, John 14, 27. He says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. So if you're troubled, are you afraid? Jesus says, I want to give you a peace that won't be like the world. And you're not going to be troubled and you're not going to be afraid. So we don't have to be troubled during the season, because God is saying, I'm here to help you. I want to bless you with peace. I want to guard your hearts and minds and give you the peace that's lasting. He wants to bless us in so many ways. The fear, worry, panic that we're seeing in our world, that's not him. That's not his signature. Rather, his signature is to bless you with a peace even in the midst of your storm. In the New Testament, we have the story where Jesus is telling this in the Gospels about his disciples, and they were caught in a storm. And it tells us as experienced fishermen that this storm must have been very severe because they began to fear for their lives. And Jesus was sleeping in the back of the boat. That kind of amazes me. How could he be sleeping in a boat that's open and it's filling up with water? And so they shake Jesus. They say, don't you care? And I think sometimes we're exactly like that. We're kind of shaking Jesus, right? Don't you care? And Jesus just stood up, rebuked the wind, said, peace, be still. And immediately the waters were calm and the storm was over. Friend, do you realize God can do the same thing with this whole virus situation? He can speak the word, peace, be still. And right across the whole world, this virus can be gone. That's who he is. He's the God that can calm our raging seas. And we need to be praying that. God, eradicate this virus across the world because he's a God of peace, and he's able to speak peace even in the midst of our storms. So, friends, please understand, it's God's desire to bless versus judgment. God doesn't really want to bring judgment upon us. That's why he made a way through Jesus Christ that we might come to him and that we may not perish but have eternal life. Jesus came to pay that price for us, paid the price of sin that we might have life. He's come to speak blessing over us. He's not come to speak judgment. He's not come to speak fear over you, but he's come to speak blessing over you. And so with the authority that God has given me, I want to speak this blessing over you in closing. And I want to point out to you something as well, that as I speak these words, the Bible says that as I speak those words, it is the same as if God is speaking those very words over you. That's what it says, number 627. When Aaron and his sons blessed the people of Israel in my name, I myself will bless them. So there's someone far greater than me that is going to bless you today. I'm just a messenger, but God will bless you as I speak these words, as he's ordained pastors and ministers and priests to speak these words over you. So in closing, that's what I want to do. So may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you 
and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Father, I pray these blessings over your people. Because, Lord, right now we're all in a need and in a position where we could use some blessing. And, Father, I pray that the blessings of God will no longer be hindered. I pray that the blessings of God will no longer be held back, but that, Lord, that they shall come. And that, Lord, that we as people would turn our eyes back to you. We would once again place our faith in you and take our faith seriously. And that we would call upon the name of the Lord. For as we call upon the name of the Lord, he will answer. He will respond. He will intervene. And so, Lord, I just want to speak blessing over your people today. They've been hearing words of worry. They've been hearing words of fear. They've been hearing words of uncertainty. They've been hearing words of financial crisis. They've been hearing words that I don't have a job anymore. I'm going to be laid off. They need to hear some words of blessing. And so, Lord, I speak to all those who are listening today. I bless them in the name of Jesus. I bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining with us today. And I pray that God will indeed bless you, encourage you, and strengthen you. God bless you all. I know the tension.